This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It took a whole year, but yesterday the Federal Ethics Commissioner found that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau violated conflict of interest rules over his family vacation last Christmas to a private island in the Bahamas owned by the Aga Khan. Not only did Trudeau and his family vacation at the Aga Khan's residence last Christmas, they also traveled to the private island for another Christmas holiday back in 2014. And Trudeau's wife, Sophie, took a separate vacation there in March 2016. Mary Dawson actually found that Trudeau violated four sections of the Conflict of Interest Code by not recusing himself from two meetings about the Aga Khan, by accepting a private helicopter ride, and because of that trip his wife and kids made. Now, throughout the investigation, he kept saying he didn't think there was a problem because the Aga Khan was a close family friend. Dawson disagreed, given that they hadn't actually spoken For 30 years, Trudeau has apologized, but seems to be boiling it all down to getting advance clearance for his family holidays. Moving forward, uh, even on people I consider to be uh, family friends or friends, I will be proactively checking with uh, the the commissioner on uh, any personal travel and vacations. Okay, well, stumbling over that apology, people all over Twitter are demanding his resignation. What do you think? How serious is this? And should he have more consequences aside from the embarrassment? The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, let's go to Pierre Pagliava, who is the conservative finance critic. Hello. Good to be with you. Thank you. Uh, Well, what do you think? How serious is this? Well, let's ask why we have these rules in the first place. We have them to ensure that no prime minister is influenced in his decisions by valuable gifts provided by people who want something from the government. Uh, So if you're a prime minister, you have vast powers to help or hinder Many people, you have access to $330 billion of spending. You passed regulations. You determine who gets visitor visas to the country. You set trade arrangements that affect companies. So all of these economic interests, personal financial interests, are affected by decisions of the prime minister. We don't want, therefore, his decisions to be influenced by the gifts he might receive from those wealthy interests. Uh, And that is why we passed into law the Conflict of Interest Act. The prime minister, in this case, accepted a gift that was worth tens of thousands of dollars from someone who had business with the prime minister's government. It was a clear and direct conflict of interest. And it also, more broadly, shows this prime minister is governing for the wealthy elite, those who are capable of lavishing him with uh, valuable 
gifts uh, that most Canadians can't even dream of affording. Um, that's true. Does it make any difference that uh, I think most people would agree the Aga Khan is a good guy? He has an enormous charitable network that's very effective. I mean, some of his businesses are for profit. Does that make any difference? No, not at all. The reality is that uh, in this instance, he appears to have had a business with the government of Canada. Uh, I'm not commenting on the um, the merits of that business, uh, but his his foundation has interactions with the government of Canada. The prime minister is ahead of that government, and therefore it was completely inappropriate for the prime minister to accept what would have amounted to amount to thousands of dollars of uh, uh, worth of of gifts in the form of this. Uh, luxurious uh, private island vacation. Do you believe that he didn't get there, that there would be any problem with this because he considered the Aga Khan a close family friend? Do you believe that? Well, I suppose you'd have to believe that this is uh, that, that yesterday uh, Justin Trudeau was sharing a heartwarming uh, Christmas time story of reuniting with a cherished friend he'd not seen for 30 years. Um, I find that a little bit implausible. If you're a close personal friend of mine, I probably would speak to you in the last three decades. He hadn't. That's a fact that, by the way, he had not told the public uh, right. over the last year this controversy has raged. And we, we didn't know about the, the trip that Sophie and the kids t- took and that they asked for. That's right. You know, and uh, the reality is that, uh, you know, the, the prime minister... Uh, treated himself and his friends, uh, not just his family, but his friends, to what a, to tens of thousands of dollars worth of free vacation benefits uh, from someone who who had interests in the government of Canada. Uh, that is so obviously inappropriate uh, that I can't uh, believe the prime minister would not have realized it unless of course he just thinks he's above all the rules so he's an you know he's a he's an international celebrity he was uh, his father gave him a trust fund um there's a sense that the, the rules don't apply to justin trudeau because he's special and different than everyone else and maybe he sees it that way well i mean you know my thought is you know whether you like him or not, he is an international celebrity. So uh, why should we be surprised when he behaves like one? Right, and I think maybe he, he maybe that is his underlying message here: is look, I don't have to follow any of these rules because I'm Justin Trudeau and I'm special. I've always been special. I've been I was the son of a, of a of a famous prime minister. I'm a millionaire. I've had I've inherited a trust fund. Um, I'm. Uh, I was raised with having a, a chauffeur and driver, and so the rules that everyday people have to follow in their lives, uh, be they a truck driver or a stay-at-home mom, they don't apply to Justin Trudeau because he's special and different. Uh, I want to get to the phones, but before we do that, Pierre, uh, are you satisfied with this consequence, or what do you think the consequence should be? And is it overblown? A lot of people are saying he needs to resign over this. Is that overblown or correct? What's your take on that? There are a lot more questions. Look, um, this trip cost taxpayers a quarter million dollars. Now, uh, I, everyone agrees the prime minister, as everyone else, should have the right to a vacation and there should be security to protect him and his family. Um, but now that we know that he broke the law, is it really appropriate that he's forcing taxpayers to fund it all? Um, I think that we need to ask serious questions about whether he should repay 
the cost to taxpayers of this law-breaking adventure. And to undo the ethical damage, uh, there's only one remedy, and that is for him to pay uh, the Aga Khan back the commercial value of that trip. If you or I were to rent a private island and all of the servants and other uh, luxuries and privileges of that island, we would pay tens of thousands of dollars uh, for that benefit. Um, he, he still, Justin Trudeau has got it for free. Um, the only way to fix that is for him to write a stroke a check and pay back the money to the Aga Khan. So there is no illegal gift uh, on the, uh, the ledger. Okay, so I'm, uh, I, I'm, let's take a few calls, but I'm gathering from that pair that you don't think he has to step down over this. I'm not commenting on that. I'm saying that he should, the very least, should pay back taxpayers and the Aga Khan for the costs of this law-breaking uh, adventure. Okay, uh, let's hear from uh, Pat in Etobicoke. Hello, Pat. Hi. I'd like to uh, say that I think not only Trudeau, but Duffy and all the other people that say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I think we should make all of the uh, women and men that are going to be in that kind, any kind of power like that to be tested, to know, to say, yes, I do know this, and to sign it even before they get the privilege of doing what Trudeau thinks he can do. And like a little ethics exam. Yeah, yeah, darn it <laughs> okay. all. I mean, because it's time and time and time again. I mean, uh, this isn't the first time, and it's going to continue. Okay, well, that's a thought. An ethics exam for everyone. Thanks, Pat. Okay. Okay, let's go to uh, Bill here in Toronto. Hello, Bill. Hi. It was interesting when you used the word Trudeau and celebrity in the uh, same sentence. You know, I, I, I voted for Trudeau. I didn't vote for Beeper. Um, so that's, I want a politician. I don't want a celebrity. But it, a four-day vacation took 360 days to figure out. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting observation, yes. <laughs> oh, it is. It absolutely astounds me. For a government that ran on openness, transparency, all the, 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 the never-ending talking points that they put out about how better that they are than Harper was, and this is what we get from them, I, I, it, I, I'm sadly, sadly disappointed. Okay, and what do you think the remedy should be? Uh, you know, uh, honestly, the remedy, I look at it, and I think what we should get is qualified people elected to, to govern us. We get the, the worst of the worst. And I look at, like, Glenn Tebow, the Ontario uh, uh, Minister of Energy. Th these people are not qualified to be there. And they get there, and they what do they do? They get into the trough. That's all they're good for. Okay, Bill, thanks a lot. Um Pierre, uh, do you have anything to say about the amount of time it took for this investigation to be completed? Well, I'd like to know if Justin Trudeau cooperated with the investigation. Uh, he, he seemed to think that it was uh, that he shouldn't face any questions about uh, the uh, the expensive gifts that he gets from people who have dealings with the government. Uh, we asked him in the floor of the House of Commons uh, one day alone. We asked him about 20 times in a row if he had met with the Ethics Commissioner. And 20 times he simply refused to answer that question. It makes me wonder 
if throughout this investigation he has been dodging and avoiding the commissioner and, and, and delaying the outcome of this inquest, certainly it's very convenient for him that it happened after the House of Commons closed down so that he wouldn't be forced to answer any questions about it for, uh, you know, four or five weeks. And, um, uh, well, first, let's take a call from David in Toronto. Hi, David. Hi, Libby. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, it seems like you have a lot of intelligent uh, responses, uh, people phoning in. Uh, my take is uh, he should resign and uh, pay back the money. Uh, I'm a conservative supporter. Mm-hmm. I think Harper is probably the best prime minister Canada ever had. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at the very end, obviously... Sometimes I feel like you're dealing with a criminal organization when it comes to the government. Oh, uh, well, come on. Because if you, you were one of those facts, I mean, when the voters go to vote again, they can make a decision, but by then they'll all forget about it. Because don't forget, at the end of the day, uh, there was uh, Brian Mulroney uh, taking $300,000 in cash in a hotel room from well, that's, uh, Stryber that's not for the Airbus thing. And whatever happened to him? Nothing. Nothing happens to these guys. You know, they got complete immunity. They do whatever they want. Uh, we need leaders who have integrity, and that's what's missing, you know. They're almost like, when I say a criminal organization, look at all the things that they do that regular Canadians like myself, at least I don't do. I don't have uh, numbered companies, uh, secret bank accounts in uh, Panama Paradise that, you know, Trudeau takes the word of billionaire donors and stuff like that. Like, I mean, next time I do my uh, income taxes, uh, hopefully they'll take my word. I won't send any receipts in. You know, like I'm a regular guy and I pay my taxes. Just to clarify, all that paradise, those paradise papers things, it it was clear that the people they cited weren't actually doing anything illegal. So uh, if there's a problem with what they're doing, we have to change the law. Yeah, no, I know. I know. That's what it, uh, it, it seems like. The, they they know the law, and uh, sometimes it, it's a gray area because uh, you know these numbered companies like uh, Trudeau's got several. I've heard four numbered companies that you know uh, the Global Mail is trying to investigate to see what what's going on, and they can't find it. They can't get information. To me, I figure if you got a numbered company, uh, either you're trying to uh, well, minimize your taxes. That's, I think that's a bit excessive. David, thanks for your call. Uh, Pierre, uh, where do you think this is going to go? If anywhere. I think uh, when the House of Commons returns, we'll seek more facts from the Prime Minister. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll examine what other remedies we think uh, should uh, apply to solve uh, the, uh, the outstanding ethical problems that remain from this uh, um, law-breaking uh, adventure. And uh, we'll continue to, 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 to press the Prime Minister for accountability and answers. Okay, uh, Pierre, we're going to say goodbye to you. Thank you for being with us. And we are going to bring in the pollster, Nick Nanos. Hi, Nick. Thank, thank Great you. to join you. Okay. Um, so, Nick, um, can you tell yet if there is going to be any fallout from this? Well, we'll need a few uh, days. It's kind of, uh, you know, politics is a bit like polling and politics is a bit like Christmas dinner. It takes a while to digest the turkey. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I like it that you're laughing at your own joke, but it's pretty good. (laughs) So, uh, um, you know, I would expect, uh, you know, the interesting thing about this particular controversy is that, uh, you know, not only is it not good news for the Prime Minister and the Liberal Party of Canada, the timing couldn't be worse. And people think that because it's the holiday season that perhaps the Liberals will get a buy. In my experience, when we're polling 
the numbers actually move during holidays, right? When it's Thanksgiving uh, holiday, when it's like over the Christmas season, Easter, all those, all those holidays, because Canadians get together and, you know, after the first hour of uh, catching up and exchanging niceties about, you know, how the kids are and work and all those things, they start talking about politics. And, you know, that's why I say, you know, this is probably going to be when Canadians start having their chit-chat over the holiday season, this is probably going to be at the very top of the list. So I would expect it, it would take about a week or so to see what type of, uh, of impact uh, that I could have. But, you know, the timing isn't good, plus the fact that it directly involves the prime minister is more likely to move the numbers than when a cabinet minister is, uh, is dealing with a controversy. You know, it's interesting, uh, uh, was it a week or this week or last week, I can't remember, where we saw another poll that put uh, Justin Trudeau's personal popularity below 50% for the first time. Yeah, I know, but 50% is a, is a massive win for the Liberals. Like, we have to keep this under context. His popularity has been exceptionally high. You know, if the Liberals are at 40, you know, if, 40, if, he, if his popularity drops to 40%, he still wins a majority government. So we have to be very careful when we look at some of these headlines about his stuff being at an all-time low, because that all-time low... Andrew Scheer would kill for <laughs> Justin Trudeau's all-time low because, uh, you know, it still speaks to a certain level of brand strength uh, for Justin Trudeau and the Liberals. Okay, and uh, what about this in addition to, uh, do you have any sense of uh, how much of the Morno conflict of interest issues are going to stick? Well, they're going to probably stick a little more now because of uh, now the controversy uh, directly that is directly swirling around the prime minister. You know, usually what happens is when a government has a problem, you know, people take it, take note of it. But when they see a second problem, then they take more of an interest. And I think what the liberals have to watch out for is an accumulation effect, uh, that there was one kind of lapse in judgment related to ethics by the Minister of Finance and how he was uh, managing and kind of reported his finances. Now there's a second lapse in judgment, according to the Ethics Commissioner, uh, for the Prime Minister. And, you know, usually governments can get away with one misstep, but when you start, you know, having multiple missteps, and, you know, if anything else happens, especially if anything else related to the Prime Minister happens, the numbers could move quite quickly because, you know, from a polling perspective, people see the Liberals having the advantage, but people tend to project that these are solid numbers. They're not solid numbers. It just happens to be that the Liberals have the advantage because people are not focused on the Conservatives and the New Democrats. You know, we saw at the height of the Morneau controversy, the gap between the Liberals and the Conservatives, narrow to about three percentage points. And, uh, and that wasn't even the Prime Minister. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the numbers uh, change over the next couple of weeks as Canadians kind of digest what has just happened in the last day in regards to the Prime Minister and, uh, and, and as Canadians make their own judgment on how they feel uh, about what the Prime Minister did in the past. Okay, Nick, let's uh, take a few more calls. We've got John in Brampton. Hi, John. Yes, hi, Libby. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. I'm just wondering why do we need a, uh, an ethics uh, commissioner? When we, we vote these people in, we, we would expect that they have at least reasonable intelligence, that they, they at the very least know right from wrong. But apparently, well, that's not the case. Um, reminds me of that old 
you know, Seinfeld episode where George gets fired for having sex with the cleaning lady in his office. And when he's caught and he's fired, he says, with all sincerity, was that wrong? Well, um, <laughs> I don't know about the Seinfeld episode, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, it's a, it's amazing to me that he wouldn't have even thought that, you know, there, there's there's conflict and there's the appearance of conflict. Yeah. And when you're in a public role, you have to be aware of how things look and not to think that this could look very bad on you. I, I don't know how uh, it's possible to miss that. Well, uh, thanks. Yes. Thanks, John. Let's go to Margaret in Kitchener. Hi, Margaret. Well, hi. Um, uh, go ahead. I don't know where to start here. I'm confused today. Uh I voted him in on his ethics, and I could just cry like a mother when I... He can't be that stupid. He must have known something. And uh, now I look upon him as a little brat that needs to be taken in the back shed or something. <laughs> because uh, I, I truly thought he had ethics and was honest and forthcoming and everything a mother would want in a child. Because he's the age that he could be one of my kids. Well, yeah, I mean, the other thing I don't get, if he hadn't seen the Aga Khan in all those years, I mean, why would you want to, why would you want to accept something that valuable? I mean, wouldn't you feel odd about it? <laughs> I mean, really? He went for, for the kids. Yeah, he can afford it. Okay. Thank you very much, Margaret. Yeah. Okay. okay so hang on a minute while I get my radio back on. Okay. Bye. Have a bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Tony in Niagara. Hello, Tony. Hey, how are you? Fine. Good. Well, I was totally against this trip uh, going out there, but I don't think people understand. A normal person in Canada understands exactly what the Conservatives are trying to say. Who else was there with him? What was he really doing there? Like, I heard there was... uh, a lot of his people from the cabinet there. Like, uh, I don't think so. Uh, it was a family vacation. Tony, I know you like comp- conspiracy theories, but uh, yeah, I do. thanks, and I thanks for your call. Thank you. Let's go to Dorothy in Toronto. Why is Dorothy, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Libby. Uh, how are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm, I'm very busy. It's Christmas, and I'm very busy, and I, I just think it's horrible that they're bringing this back up a year later. I know he shouldn't have spent a lot of money with a big jet because Kenneth can't really afford that. However, it was his holiday with his three children and his wife a year ago. Why they're picking on him so much, I'm just so sick of everyone picking on young Justin Trudeau. I you think don't he, think he was in conflict? He was wrong to accept this huge trip from the Aga Khan? Did he know that, though? Because he was... He was a friend of his father, the man he visited, was a great friend of his father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. And did he know that he was doing that? Didn't, didn't his advisors tell him that he shouldn't do this? Well, that's, that's a very good question, because there, there, I've seen some commentary of people say they can't believe that someone did not advise him that this could be a problem. But, uh, Dorothy... Exactly. Uh, uh, they just want to pick on him like they're doing to Donald Trump, and it's just ridiculous. Okay, Dorothy, thank you for thank that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, um, Nick, um, just to wrap things up on this, uh, where do you think we're at? Do you think this, you know, are people going to remember this? Oh, I think people are going to remember it, not just because of who it was that involved the Prime Minister. It's a head-scratcher because, you know, Justin Trudeau 
is politically savvy. His father was prime minister. He knows how the, how unfair public opinion can be in terms of the optics, and that's why, you know, to your comment, it's a head-scratcher. How didn't he not see that this was an issue? How did the people around him not see that it was an issue? And uh, so that's the extra dimension that it's just kind of the lapse in judgment. And, you know, as soon as people start questioning, it's like life. As soon as people question your first lapse in judgment, then they start focusing on a lot of other things, and I think that's the risk for the Liberals. Okay. Interesting take. Uh, Nick Nanos, thank you so much for joining us, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. My pleasure. Have a great day. Okay. Uh, And people, I'm sorry we couldn't get to all your calls. Tomorrow is Free For All Friday. Please call back. I would really like to continue this conversation because clearly uh, this is something that people have uh, things they want to say about. So tomorrow, Free For All Friday, we will pick up this conversation. Right now, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.